everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Explain it slowly. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, COVID is near ending, kind of. Yay! Or at least most of the people we know are fully vaccinated. We're getting there. A little bit more, right? Yeah. So, uh, with that in mind, we're slowly planning for maybe a future gathering. When it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... And to make it memorable, I and this kind of plays back to like when I was a child too. Like I've always wanted this one thing, which is a Polaroid camera, the ones that prints out the pictures instantly. Mm -hmm. And I never had one. Mm -hmm. So I figured now is the time to maybe try it out, you know, mm -hmm. and to and if we have a party, it would be really nice to like print little pictures for our friends and stuff to take home instead of sending them like the million photos that we we take on our cameras as like an album mm -hmm. so like to their phones so while i was doing research on what what's the best polaroid type camera to get uh i came across something that is more not really the camera itself but more of like a, a printer that connects to your phone through an app and then you can take photos with your phone which is a better camera mm -hmm. than a uh, polaroid type camera yeah and then you just send it to this uh to this printer through an app and then it prints it in very good quality mm -hmm. now so while doing research i came across something where this type of camera uses uh, a technology called dye sublimation and i kind of tried to read up on it but i didn't really understand how it works so I'm hoping maybe today you can give me some insight on that. I don't know if you know anything about it or not, but so the question is, how does dye sublimation work? So dye sublimation. Uh, the first thing I thought of when thinking about this word was the fact that I have no idea how to spell it. And neither <laughs> did you. Um, but then I remembered, I know French. And if you say sublimation in French, it like pronounces all the letters and I'm like, I should use that more often because I can't spell. Um, <laughs> in any case, uh, dye sublimation. So what is it? Uh, it's a way of printing um, and it works kind of similarly, but also dissimilarly to how your printer at home works. Um, the ones that, you mean the ones at home that are like inkjet ones, right? Yeah. So there's, there's several printers that you can have at home. Yeah. Uh, there's laser printers, which is kind of like what dye sublimation is. But not really as at the same time. Uh, and then you have inkjet printers. Um, so I guess let's go through all the technologies and see like what each of them does. Sure. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, so laser printers use lasers. Not really. It's more just heat. Um, and it bakes powdered dye onto the paper. Like in the simplest, in the simplest uh, form possible. So you have cartridges of like powder on on a ribbon that turns uh and as that ribbon passes through the powder the powder gets stuck on that ribbon and so as the ribbon turns in the cartridge it picks up the the powdered dye basically uh, and then a laser will pass through the ribbon and it will selectively choose where to zap um and that heats up the dye and causes it to transfer onto the paper okay before you move on how does a laser work like, I'm thinking a laser as in, like, the little laser toys that you play with our cats. Mm -hmm. Is that the same laser that is in this kind of technology? 
So a laser. Like uh, just a beam of light? Kind of. Uh, so we're talking more, less of a laser pointer and more of the actual technology of what a laser is. So a laser is an acronym for light uh, accumulation something. Check the ER. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, it, it's, a, it's this cool physical phenomenon where if pe- photons pass by something, it will excite other photons to pass by in just the same way. And that means that you have tons of light going in a single direction all together. Uh-huh. Now a laser is basically a tube with a mirror on both ends. So the light kind of goes back and forth in parallel to each other and it accumulates more and more but one end of the tube is half silvered which means that half the light bounces back but half the light goes through and that's what you end up with uh when you like turn on your laser pointer and it shows on as a dot somewhere far far away Mm -hmm. it's basically light that's going in parallel that's exiting that tube eventually Uh. uh, and it ends up on the other side of your wall Um, a laser pointer would work in a very similar way where it has a laser diode which is just a light source um and that will go ahead and act kind of like a laser not the laser pointer but a laser in that it's just going to heat up something in a very specific spot and not like everything it's not going to be like a flashlight where everything illuminates just a little spot is going to illuminate does that make sense okay okay we'll we'll say more more details on lasers for a future episode. Sounds uh, good. <laughs> but a laser printer basically uses that technique, I think. Uh, this is a big caveat. I haven't looked into how laser printers look work in a long, long uh, yesterday. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me more work because now, now I have to go do research to see if you're... If I'm accurate or not? Okay. Well, this, uh, this is not today's topic, so you don't have to... You don't have to actually dive into that at all right (laughs) okay it doesn't really matter Uh, okay moving on uh an inkjet printer uh is basically like a child who has a can of soap and a little circular spoon-like device that they poke into that can of soap and they blow bubbles that's what an inkjet printer does uh it basically blows little bubbles of liquid ink uh and when that little bubble makes contact on the paper it leaves a little tiny splash of color Mm. Um, and it will go ahead and make these really tiny little dots right next to each other. So you'll have a little yellow dot, a little pink dot, a little blue dot, magenta for being technical, um, and cyan for also being technical. Uh, but in any case, uh, it will go ahead and create, uh, this pattern basically of little dots. And when you step away from the paper far enough, you're not going to see that it's little dots. You're going to see that it's a one blend of colors because, Spoiler alert, our eyesight kind of sucks. Um, so are the dots, uh, are the dots like the, the yellow, the cyan, and the blue, are they being printed like next to each other in a line or are they overlapping each other so that it can be turned into a different color? So it doesn't have to overlap each other. Most of the time when you overlap inks, uh, sometimes you get a different color. Sometimes you just get muck. Right. Um, so... Generally speaking, you want them to be close to each other, but not necessarily touching. So the inkjet printers, the the inks don't touch, the dots don't touch. They're just generally close, speaking close enough. Yeah, um, there are different types of printing in this way. Like you can do screen prints. Like it's all uses the same kind of ideas with the types of colors of inks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally speaking, uh, it's. A little bit better if they don't touch too much. 
Uh, but some technologies work a little bit better. So if you mix inks ahead of time and then they t and then you apply them, then you get that color. So yellow plus cyan, you would get green basically. Right. Um, and but that happens if you mix it ahead of time. If you just kind of splam one ink on top of the other, then you just get a mur murky mess because one ink applies, but then the other ink is kind of has to bind to the first ink. Yeah. And it doesn't really work all that well. Like light has to pass all the way through and bounce back for you to really get the effect. Um, so the more that you just kind of put on there, the blacker it becomes, and then it's just a murky mess of dark color. Okay. Um, in any case, uh, so inkjet will have something that goes back and forth. Like we've all heard that sound before. Uh, and that is basically why inkjet printers take forever because you have this little thing with very, very tiny little bubble makers applying bubbles all across your your page one row at a time um and it, it does a little bit more than one row uh but then it's gonna like apply itself several times on top of itself to get a bright enough image because imagine with little tiny things um it's not super bright okay so we have a laser printer kind of fast and just kind of goes through gets printed um not the best color reproduction like it's an okay technology Wait, so the laser color. printer uses ink? It That's uses it uses powder to dye. Powder dye, and then we okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, you lumped the two, so I was like, wait. You oh would, no, 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 you were talking about laser the whole time with the ink. Yeah, I, definitely. I was confused. <laughs> no, so okay. the the dyes are all the same. You're always gonna have a yellow dye, a magenta dye, and a cyan, cyan dye. Okay. Um, and oftentimes you might have others too, like the fancy inkjet printers. They have like a ton of dyes. Yeah. Um, so in any case, uh. That is the basic, like, printing technologies that we have at home. Dye sublimation works a little bit differently uh, in that one step of the process is applying the dye to a transfer paper, which is basically a piece of plastic. So you print whatever you want to have on something onto this piece of plastic, and then you apply heat to transfer what's on that piece of plastic onto whatever material you want. So it's a two-step process. The printer will essentially print onto the plastic. Um. And this can be done in any manner of ways. Like you can use uh, the inkjet type of method to transfer. You can use dye sublimation to transfer onto the transfer paper. Um, like I've seen, I've seen several different things and then I don't know if I, that's all of it or not. Um, so I'm just going to leave it open. Like many different ways to get it onto the transfer paper. Once you get it onto the transfer paper, you use heat to transfer it off of the transfer paper, which is a piece of plastic, and onto whatever you want, fabric, um, this or that. Um, so like your t-shirts, for instance, you might notice you have two types of t-shirts, the ones that after five years have cracks all over them, and the other kind that it looks like it's part of the actual fabric itself. Yeah. Okay, the ones that it looks like it's part of the actual fabric itself may have used dye sublimation to print on top of a piece of transfer paper and then someone actually ironed that transfer paper onto the fabric uh -huh. and then that fabric will have taken the colors that were printed onto that transfer paper oh, okay i know when i was younger i tried these things called iron on where it's, you print it, it first yeah right? you print it on the sheet of iron on paper and then mm -hmm. you place that paper on a shirt and then you you iron using an iron you produce you know you provide heat and then it will transfer from that paper onto the shirt 
But then doing that, it cracks though. Yeah, Over so that time, that is not cracks. the same thing. It's not. Uh, what that is is kind. Of, it's kind of the same idea mm-hmm. uh, in that you have a piece of transfer paper, a piece of plastic, and then on that piece of transfer paper, you have something that is solid-ish at room temperature, like uh, glue, like um, you know, uh, not hot glue, but uh, a glue stick kind of glue. Oh, I think I get it. So you you put glue all over your piece of plastic. Okay, uh, that dries. Yeah. Okay, then you print on the thing that dried. Yeah. And then you put that sandwich on fabric. You heat it up once again. The glue leaves the plastic and gets yeah, stuck so on it, the... Yeah, so okay, I get it. Does I that make it. sense? But the ink is still the same inkjet ink. It's just sandwiched in between your fabric and some and glue you, of some sort. Oh, okay. Does that makes sense? Yes, I get it. Okay. Um, so it's kind of the same, but a little different. <laughs> Basically, very so, different. So then dye sublimation, this technology is not glue? No. So what's going on with dye sublimation is it will actually deposit solid particles of dye onto the transfer paper. Uh-huh. They'll get stuck there uh-huh. because they're now molecularly part of that transfer paper. Okay. Then when you use heat, they say, I don't want to be part of this transfer paper anymore. I want to turn into gas. That's what sublimation means, is you turn from a solid immediately into a gas. Like, you don't bother turning into a liquid in between. I think you, like, did some research and you found out, like, technically now in modern times, we now know it turns into a liquid in between. Um, yeah. Sorry, old folks that named this thing. You were wrong <laughs> this whole time. Uh, whatever. Um, but... Uh, Ultimately, what happens is it's from a solid, it turns into a little bit of liquid and then gas. Mm -hmm. And then that gas being very close to something else doesn't really have anywhere to go. So it condensates onto something else and then immediately solidifies. Ah. Does that make sense? Okay. And I think that has a different, it's not condensation when it immediately solidifies from gas to Uh solid. There's a different... Uh, word for that but i haven't taken chemistry in a decade so i don't know Same uh, here. <laughs> uh, but in any case so the dye will leave the transfer paper when it's heated it will turn into a gas that gas is very close to another solid aka the material you're printing onto whether it's photo paper or whatever uh, and it will therefore solidify right then and there but it diffuses a little so it will go ahead and be a little tiny bit blurrier Mm. which works perfect for photos like photos you want them to kind of bleed you want the colors to bleed you don't want them to be super crisp Mm -hmm. Um, especially when they're originally digital Mm -hmm. because digital photos don't have a huge amount of resolution Um, real photos have all the resolution in the world depends how much you focused it but your photon is your resolution Um, so (laughs) no problem there but digital you you chose to collect only a certain number of samples quote-unquote Oh, is that why? Colors. Is that why when the when the photos get printed, they are not one? They're slightly blurry, and two, the colors a bit off compared to what's on your phone. Uh, the color being off is a separate issue. Oh, okay, why? Why do you know why it's off? Yes, uh, it turns out with yellow, cyan, and magenta, you cannot make every color oh, <laughs> you can just, think of. Okay, uh, it turns out with actual lights, uh, with red, green, and blue, you can make many more colors than you can cyan magenta and uh, yellow on a piece of paper then why don't they use red green and blue because you cannot mix red green and blue to get cyan magenta and uh yellow on paper 
Like if you, for instance, if you have a red and blue, if you mix those two things on a computer monitor, you're going to get magenta. Right. Because that's how light works. Like your eyes are going to interpret that as magenta. On a piece of paper, if you put red and blue, you're going to get black. Like it's just going to be so saturated in terms of color. Yeah. The light that's reflecting off of that piece of paper is going to be black because it, guess what? It absorbs red, blue, and everything in between. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so you want to do the opposite. That's why they're called secondary colors. Like if you ever look at color theory. Yeah. Um, that's why you use those much lighter colors. And you use them sparingly because the more you use it, the more black it's just going to become. Um, whereas for computer monitors, the more intensity, the brighter the color. So that's a different trade-off. But that's why the colors look different on the thing versus your phone. That said, the fuzziness looks different than on your phone because your phone, like depending on what kind of phone you have, has a very high resolution. Okay. Whereas the little printer you got um, is still digital to a certain extent, right? Um, so it's it's using probably a lower resolution than what your phone delivered to it. So it's a little bit blurrier. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. What were we talking about before we caught this tension? Disublimation. Disublimation. So disublimation is a process. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to your printer. Okay. Okay, so uh, your printer came, came with a few things. The printer... Yes. Uh, it came with uh, four sample sheets of photo paper, which we have... Okay. Three samples. Oh, I, three samples. It was I'm supposed sorry. to be five. Oh, supposed to be five? Yeah. Well, they cheated you out of two samples. Seriously. That said, the ink was not happy after those three samples. It did the, not want to do there more. There was only enough ink for three samples. So, so I think it was made to only have three samples. <laughs> I probably read it wrong. Anyway. Okay. Anyways. So it came with the printer, three samples, and then this little cartridge... Mm-hmm. that you put into it um so this cartridge we didn't really know what it was and we didn't want to mess with it so we just put in the printer and started playing around with it yeah um and so the way this printer works is it will print one layer at a time so when you send your photo over it'll print a yellow version of the photo oh, the- before before you go this printer is called canon selfie with a instead of f-i-e at the end is p-h-y selfie yeah Indeed. Uh, please sponsor us with our... Uh, how many viewers I did, we got? I didn't finish the, the, the name of the... Oh, oh, keep going, keep going. We're going to ruin our I first, I, our oh, first I sponsorship think, opportunity. I, it's called Canon Selfie QX10. That is memorization there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, uh, we, we got a, a grand total of... I think our last episode got like 45 listeners sure uh, which is in the in the distant long long yesterdays um and we have recorded many since then so we're we're expecting at least 50 downloads per episode so if you want to sponsor something on our super fantastic show i'm gesturing with my hands you can't see me um reach out (laughs) (laughs) what any case you were giving a product, so it's a sponsorship opportunity. Well, I figure if anybody wants to maybe try out this can. This they did not printer. sponsor us, by the way. <laughs> this printer. It's uh, a good printer. It's a good printer. We like it. Uh, in any case, uh, the paper, uh, you load it into the printer. You send your picture to it. Yeah. It will print a yellow layer. Yes. Okay. And then it will immediately... Spits it back out. No, it didn't spit it back out. It eats it back up. 
It wants to eat that piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it spits it back out with the yellow and then it sucks it back in. <laughs> yeah. It sucks it back in. And then as it spits, as it starts like regurgitating the paper once again, back out. It, <laughs> it applies a layer of magenta. Yeah. And now you start seeing some colors. Yes. And then finally it adds a layer of blue. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm not done yet. And it takes it back in. And then it uh, essentially laminates. It, and yeah. that's what protects the paper long term. Yeah. Um, so then you have your photo. So it's kind of like a Polaroid where it spits it out slowly. This kind of spits it out a little faster and then it comes back no, in a few uh, times. A Polaroid's actually pretty quick. It, it spits it out within like I think like 13 whatever seconds. But then the, the colors didn't develop yet. So you have, yeah, to, you have wait. to wait. You have to wait for the colors to develop. Whereas mm-hmm. this, you see each layer gets printed and so it takes about like 43 seconds to complete it. But the, during the whole process, you can watch it go in and out, in and out. And then you can see each layer being applied. And it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely fun to watch. It doesn't take nearly as long as you think it would. No. Uh, by far, the longest process is choosing which photo you want to send to it and like applying the little stickers yeah. and having fun with it. That takes like 10 minutes. And also um. <laughs> connecting to the freaking uh, you just try like five times and uh, yeah yeah don't get discouraged if you get this thing <laughs> and it's not connecting just say okay retry 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 um, by the third time yeah you find out. i don't i don't know why like every because the you have to download an app and then the app uh connects it to this um connects it to this printer but then i don't know why every time when you want to print it has to find the printer again like yeah. technology every single time Always but like fun. it takes three times to find that printer and i i've done it five times in a row and every time it takes three trial to find that printer so i don't know if it's our wi-fi that was bad or no it's just that's <laughs> they chose that method they dug their heels and that's the method you need to use so yeah but it's cool that it's, uh, supposedly you can connect uh like five other devices like five other cam like phones to it and then everybody can send in their photos to the app so like your friends can like connect to this app and send in photos from their phone to it so instead of taking 10 minutes to pick your photo and organize (laughs) your stickers it now takes 50 minutes um I'm just kidding. Uh, Have a designated device person to connect because you don't want to like instruct people how to connect it. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's Um, it's not very. So be the designated person. Have them just text you the pictures, um, and then you'll just print them. Yeah, and everyone will be happy because they don't have to deal with the wonky technology, and they get cool, cool little uh, paper, which are stickers, by the way. Oh yeah, they're stickers, which is so cool. So you can apply digital stickers. Um, which funny story, we, we saw my parents and my grandma for the first time in forever since in like a, COVID. a year and a half, a year and a half, seriously. <laughs> um, and we brought this with us and, uh, Lynn applied some stickers of like, um, like banners for like party, party banners, you know, with the little triangles yeah, on it. Yeah, you can like, uh, like, I guess glam it up in the app. By yeah. adding all of these like cute little stickers and then print them out. Again. So she did that, and when it printed, my grandma was asking, "Where, where is this? I don't see it." Like she's looking around <laughs> her trying to find it. it. Was the cutest thing. Um, so highly recommend getting something like this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, from that nostalgic point of view mm-hmm. and uh, everything. Um, 
Yeah. And I, I'm satisfying my childhood dream. Exactly. <laughs> of wa- always wanting one. Um, going back to how the printer works. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Off topic. <laughs> off topic. Uh, so it prints your image. Uh, and then before regurgitating it for the final time, it puts <laughs> it puts the, the layer clear coat. Um, and we were wondering, like, oh, it, can you, you sneak an extra print out of this cartridge? Uh, no. It, it wants exactly, you have a, a cartridge for three pictures and you have three pictures. That's all you're going to get out of it. Yeah. In so, fact, when you buy the paper. Yeah. So for this particular cam- uh, printer, not camera, the photo paper you buy comes with a cartridge. Mm-hmm. And so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you get 20 <laughs> sheets. So of... then that means you, the cartridge has 20. It, it can print 20 things. Yeah. Okay. So how does that work? So. I was uh, going to say it has 20 uh, ink amount. Oh, 20 ink, ink amount. amount. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the ink amount is all that's important. Uh, so how does that work? Well, you, you like left one out. Uh, oh, right. Because that was a sample. And it yeah. Finished. And you were like, this is stupid. I only got three out of this. So, so, and you left it on the table. So when I bought the 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 extra photo papers it comes with an ink cartridge and i'm assuming and from the package it says okay there's it's a combo so if there's 20 photo paper in this packet that means the ink cartridge should probably be able to print 20 so then in the sample that i got i'm assuming oh this sample looks exactly like this ink cartridge that i bought i just bought so maybe there's 20 in there, but they're cheap and they only gave me three photo sample paper to try. So I just put new paper in, ignored the, the replacement of the ink cartridge. And I went like spent 10 minutes on customizing a new photo. And then when I print, it says, oh, your ink cartridge is out of ink. <laughs> I got to replace it. So she takes it out in anger. No, and, I didn't. And did puts it. the new cartridge in. So that's when I was like, oh, they only gave me just enough for yeah, three. Yeah, those cheapskates. Seriously. Um, so she left that spent cartridge on the table. And me being endlessly uh, curious slash destructor of all things technology, <laughs> going back to my childhood, I am very sorry uh, to my mom and her very, very expensive four megabyte hard drives. Um, <laughs> they, they do not work no more. Um, <laughs> and, and in any case... Uh, destructor technology here. I wanted to find out like how does this thing work. Uh, so I I was futzing around with it, and the the cartridge is made of two things: two rollers basically, um, and a space in between. Not too unlike our friend the cassette, which we did on a oh. previous episode. I think it was the last episode. I don't know, two three one episodes of the, ago. I don't know which one. Yeah, that time ago. Um, in any case, <laughs> oh, I did. I didn't connect that. It does look like a cassette. Oh, now do you get my joke when I wheelies. said, "Does anyone have a pencil?" Yeah, no, I get that, but I didn't know why you said if anyone has a pencil. I always thought, oh, any if you want to like reel something, you always use a pencil. Okay, so in but any I case, didn't, I didn't connect it to the cassette. Okay, tape. so I, I did joke at the time, like, "Does anyone have a pencil?" Because it looks like you could unwind uh, with a pencil. Um, no one had a pencil, and you can't really fit a pencil in, but you can see little gear spokes on one end of it, and that's where the printer connects to it. Uh, so I start like using the back of a spoon or something to unwind it, and little by w- little, I unwind this cartridge, and we start seeing a, a patch, like a square 
like as big as a cartridge itself, which is about three inches wide, roughly. Something like that. Okay, so I see a square three by three inches of clear, and then three by three inches of uh, cyan, three by three inches of magenta, and three by three inches of yellow. And then the pattern repeats. Clear, cyan, magenta, yellow. Clear, cyan, magenta, yellow, which means there's only space for three pictures on this. And if you look closely at these uh, layers, you'll see that the magenta layer has essentially a silhouette of the image that we printed just previously. That's so cool. So what these little printers do is they already have the transfer paper all set up. That's that's the cartridge. And that's what that uh, essentially ribbon is uh, inside of it. It's just a clear place of plastic. And then on top of that is the dye that's chemically bonded to that plastic and the printer what it does is it selectively heats up parts of the uh of the image basically whatever needs to be bright and whatever needs to be dark it'll be more hot or less hot and it will transfer that dye onto the paper so as the paper is spitting out at the same time that cartridge is rolling basically Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of like glued to the paper, and then as the paper spits out, the the ribbon goes back into the cartridge. Mm. And the printer head is right in between there, and it's heating up those little spots as the paper is moving past it. Mm-hmm. So as the paper and the ribbon are moving past, the heating element is heating certain areas up, and that is causing the dye to go onto the paper. And then once the paper, the piece of paper is completely out, it has to go back in so the ribbon doesn't move anymore. The paper goes completely back in, and then the ribbon starts moving for the next color, which comes right next mm-hmm. on the ribbon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hmm. So that's how your fun little printer works. And that's why it's important that there's actually a part with the, no printing on it. So you'll notice on Polaroids, you have like a little um, handle on the paper. Yeah. And on these as well, you have a little handle. And it's not there purely for aesthetic reasons. Because the printer actually needs something to hold on to but, for the page not to fall out of the printer and for it to be able to suck it back in. Okay. But through the app, you can select where you want the empty spaces. Mm-hmm. So you can have it at the top or at the bottom. It just flips side. it internally. Okay. So so it doesn't really matter where as long as it just knows, oh, here's this extra space for me to hold on to. So then I can use it to maneuver I the think paper. so, yeah. Okay. I don't know how that works with the sides. We'll have to experiment. I mean, that's the well, only way you, to find out. Well, the print, the, the image is now printed sideways. I guess so, but it's not a exact square, right? The paper, it's a little bit rectangular. Yeah, it's a little bit rectangular, but the image comes out a perfect square. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to we'll have to see exactly how that works. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where it's grabbing on, and that brings me to another point. You probably remember from printers from ages ago. You couldn't have borderless printing. Like you always had edges around your paper. Like whenever you printed something full, like full page that's in full color, you would always have like a border of white around your page. I don't remember that. Okay. Uh, well, in any case, the <laughs> uh, inkjet printers also that thing that was going back and forth. It only went back and forth as far as the paper went because something had to hold onto the paper to move it along, mm-hmm. and those things were at the edge of the printer. So it could not actually get to, like, overshoot the paper by much. 
And if it did overshoot, it would be putting ink all over the inside of the printer, which it didn't really want. Yeah. Um, so that's why you did not have like edge to edge or borderless printing. You always had a border whenever you're printing something. Um, and it wasn't until they made printers slightly bigger to kind of accommodate for all this that that kind of went away. Um, but since this thing is so small that that's kind of how it works. And that's kind of why it is a technique that only works for something that's so small. Because that heating element needs to have pixels for the whole row of the paper. So an inkjet printer has pixels and just a little thing that moves back and forth. No matter how big your piece of paper is, it will just accommodate. Does that make sense? I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean by pixel? So, okay, so let's consider an inkjet printer. You have a 8.5 by 11 sheet yeah, of paper. Yeah, it prints pixel by pixel, right? Yeah, so it's it's going to print dot by dot, which are the pixels, or okay. dot, so DPI, dots per inch. That's the terminology you might come across. Okay. Um, so the dot is a pixel from the printer's parlance, and it will go ahead and need to have a pixel all across the page, right? Yeah. So does it need to have machinery to have, uh, if it's 300 dots per inch, 300 by eight and a half like does it ha need to have that amount of little droplet ejectors or does it need to have just a little amount of it that goes across the page with a motor uh -huh. does that make sense yeah um now this thing you don't necessarily need, want to have that you want to have one stationary thing the heating element mm -hmm. and that heating element needs to already have all those little pixels for the entire width of the page Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So this technique only really works if you have small pages. It doesn't really work for a big giant print. Because it's wasteful or because... Because you like... would... Yeah, you would have to have much more expensive machinery that's perfect. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So uh, that's one thing, one reason why these are so small. And the second reason these are so small is because it's incredibly wasteful in terms of, like, dye. Like, yeah. when you took that cartridge... Like, most of that page is still yellow and magenta and cyan. Like, yes, you see the silhouette of what you just printed, and you can't reuse that because, uh, one, I think the lamination layer, the clear ones, that's all used up. Um, but the the color ones, like, if you try to print that again, you're going to, it's like using a stamp that has a little bit of ink on some parts, but less ink on others. You're going to get, like, a splotchy because a splotchier like, and splotchier stamp. Yeah, because some, some part will have... Like the full, I guess, density of mm -hmm. ink, and then the other part has been like faded out. Exactly. So it's going to be a very similar kind of experience, which more or less sucks when you want a just simple thing. Um, so it's wasteful, um, but it's tremendously fun, and I think that's that's more than worth it. Yeah, childhood. Yeah, childhood. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, sounds good. Now I finally understand. I didn't understand it when I was reading the article. Or Wikipedia. So you just had to have me not understand it from whatever you try to explain to me. I'm like, <laughs> no clue what you're talking about. Uh, but then the moment I, I was able to futz around and play around with a broken cartridge, that's uh, you really learned stuff. So like, I think that's explore. also yeah. I think that's also because you have like a vast knowledge of how technologies work and how I've broken and, many and, things. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> you play with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. tech like machines and stuff i i mean like when the cartridge was finished i was just about to throw it away like you have the curiosity to open it up and to play with it and see how it works 
you know and i think that's why you like from just looking at it and for the first time you were able to like I guess connect the dots. Connect the dot and apply knowledge that you know mm-hmm. of some other things to it and like and it works, I guess. So, so you're smart. <laughs> I encourage everyone else, like if you have broken pieces of technology, yes, you can throw it away. You can also take it apart and you might not understand things the first, the second, the third, the fourth, or the fifth time. Uh, but eventually you're gonna start putting the pieces together because you're gonna start seeing similarities. Uh, and yeah, it's fun. Cool. Cool. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. 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 <laughs>